There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Iron Brew Podcast is sponsored by Henley Granite and Marble. Henley Granite and Marble offer very competitive pricing on a huge range of worktops. We pride ourselves on our fantastic customer service and three working day lead time from template to installation on standard kitchen worktops. For more information, visit henleygranitandmarble.co.uk, quote Iron Brew for 10% off your quotation. Small enough to care, big enough to cope. Welcome to the Iron Brew Podcast, Brad Mel, Matt Blanchard, Matt Ellis. So it's the first one of 2021. Since the Grimsby game, we've had three fixtures, haven't we? We've had Mansfield on Boxing Day. We've had the win against Walsall in between. And then obviously most recently we had that defeat at Stevenage. So we'll do, we'll do these. We'll do Stevenage properly, probably do the other two uh, more generally. Um, but let's start with, I think we'll start with what Peter Swan said, because obviously he had the interview with Radio Humberside after, I think it was after the Walsall game, wasn't it? And then there was a, a New Year's statement and just sort of basically, I think, summing up what's what's going on at the minute um mainly finance i think that's the things we've, we've picked out of this to, to discuss um essentially we're saying nothing from the government yet uh that 50 million bailout it's not really going to be a bailout because it, it's more of an interim payment that's what he says because obviously the real test is still to come i think that's the phrase he used in the statement um there's there's other things in there as well so you know scunthorpe will get one percent of that initial 30 million um and then we'll have to negotiate either some more funding or a loan or something to cover the the remaining losses and basically summed up that um without fans in the ground and things like that at the minute that the losses for Scunthorpe are currently around about 1.5 million. So it's, you know, as, as we expected, it's, it's not a good situation. No, it's not a good situation, is it? I think it's, it's obviously the same for the majority of League Two clubs. And I think all clubs do need this funding sooner rather than later. But I think more importantly for us, it does sound like there's, there's not much money sort of in the kitty to strengthen the squad in January, if any. Uh, it sounds like players are going to have to go out first. I think it's obviously we'll we'll discuss in a bit more detail sort of um, the transfer window, I'm sure. But we're at a situation now where because we've got so many of the experienced players out and they're not just out for a couple of weeks, it could be sort of the end of February, March by by the time they're all back in contention. Um, We've really got to try and do some business. And I think in previous years when we were in League One, obviously we had that. We had that ability to spend money in the January. I know, obviously, we still went down. Uh, but we had that ability to kind of roll the dice. And this year, I don't know, it appears as though we may not have that. And I think that's that's really worrying, considering, you know, we, we're kind of staring staring the conference in the face at this time. Um, I know it's obviously really difficult. I know it's difficult for Swan. And, and his businesses have obviously taken a hit as well, being in the leisure industry. So um, it's not ideal. We're not in an ideal situation. And um, it's it's just yeah it's 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 really worrying I think um, obviously he's talking about we may be able to get through to February and then we we have to negotiate some funds or a loan and I think it sounds as though if we take any loans from the football league then you know you're under a transfer embargo as well so obviously we we can't do that at the moment I wouldn't have thought because it just means we wouldn't be able to bring any players in in January. Um, so we've got to kind of do a bit of wheeling and dealing, I suppose. But I think that would be the worst thing that could happen if we do take the loan now, uh, and then we end up not being able to sign anyone because you know I think we're, we're in desperate need of a couple of players, and somehow we're just going to have to do it. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I think that you know they have to do something in January, don't they? There's there's no doubt about that. Um, otherwise, we're in a pretty terrible situation. And I think it also includes getting rid of some players. To be quite honest, I think it's time that you know players like um, Issa were maybe moved on because obviously the contracts are up. But I can't. The, the, you know, it's not can't can health chances to sign a new contract, is it for Issa really? Um, but I mean, I mean, you know, at the same time, it's 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 difficult because you know yesterday. He was creating all the chances, wasn't he? Despite the fact that we were awful, there's still that threat there. But you know, I, I'm I'm not convinced it's consistent enough. But I, you know, I, I also don't think he's going to sign a contract. So I think that you know, it would not surprise me if he was moved on. Um, if we managed to make a bit of money off him, then fair enough. I don't know what we paid for him, um, but <clears throat> if we get a little bit of money back, it'll be a positive, and then maybe we can reinvest. But who knows? Um, but. You know, realistically, we're going to have to move some players on. That's just the way it is, and I'm not. I'm not too bothered. You know, I think if Isa goes, if if Makati goes, you know, I couldn't care less. To be quite honest, um, it's it's, it's time for him to be moved on. Makati's, you know, there's a bit of potential there, but come on, you know, he's he's not done enough. He's been given plenty of chance. I think you know, let's move him on where we can get a little bit of money for him. I'm sure somebody would be interested. Um, obviously, not got a great attitude, has he? But I'm, you know, there'll be somebody who wants to pick him up because there's some potential there. Uh, I'm sure it won't be too hard to sell Isa either as well so you know um but you know as you said we have to bring some players in it's 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 as simple as that if not we 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 kind of we're, we're really at risk of of dropping out of the league unfortunately um because at the minute I'm you know not convinced that the, the players that we've got are good enough to keep us up they just there's just not enough consistency as as we saw obviously we got a good result at Walsall but it's sort of that's sort of a blip in our form isn't it really we we consistently shit the rest of the season apart from the period we had where we had a bit of revival um fair enough but I just think that you can just see it I just think some of the players aren't really interested in being here it's it's quite frustrating so um you know I think that really January needs to be kind of uses a time where the, the squad can be freshened up a little bit. Cox can kind of make real in his threat saying, you know, if, if, if you're not going to perform, you're not going to put shift in, you can go. And I think that that's why we should be seeing players like Issa and Makati leave the club and a couple of others. And then, you know, if you brought into freshen up, you know, I mean, well, come on, let's get rid of Cordner as well. He's, he's clearly not good enough, is he? I mean, we, we were sold the Ferrari from Bournemouth and we've, we've bought a second-hand larder, haven't we? So, you know, he needs to go as well. So, um, but yeah, I mean, if, if there's no business there's no, there's no action in January. Um, the, the club's kind of existence is, is at risk, really, because we need to do something, unfortunately. So we need to see something done. It might not be easy. There might not be no money. But, you know, it, it's more expensive to drop out the league. Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's a massive window. And we've said this so many times while we've been doing this podcast over the last couple of years that it's a massive transfer window. But this is the one, you know, and it's we've got to do something. I think you're right. And you listen to Cox. And I think there's been a bit of interest in Andy Dales and maybe in Buttrid as well, sort of loan deals to the conference or, or non-league. But you know, moving those two on, are they really going to free up funds to sign the quality of player or at least the experience we need? I mean, I think we're, we're kind of, we're going to struggle to bring in any real quality. Um, but I think what we could do is bring in some experience who know the league inside and out and they're going to work hard. And I think that's just what we're missing at the moment. I think you mentioned McAtee there and I think his performance at Warsaw for me summed, summed him up really. Um, he's obviously got the ability and he's got, he's got some talent and I think if he got his head down and, and worked hard, then, you know, who knows? He could, he could play at a higher level, but, um, it's just a shame because I think he, he really let everyone down at Walsall with that performance and I, I know Cox came out and kind of backed him after the game saying he told him to do a job and, and McAtee had done that job but for me he was just so 
strolling round, never really put anyone under, under any pressure. And you could hear it was only Cox. 15 minutes as well, wasn't it? Well, that, that was it. I mean, he, he's a, the freshest player on the pitch and he, he was just not putting any effort in at all. And I think, you know, you could hear Cox on the, on the video stream screaming at him to put some effort in and then to come out and back him after the game. I think, you know, it's, we're not stupid. You know, we, we, we've seen the game. We, we've heard Cox going mental at, on, on the sidelines. And um, for me, it just wasn't good enough. And I think really, I mean, if we weren't so short of players, that would have been his last game for us. I think um, for me, if I, if I was picking the team. Um, but again, like Matt says, he's maybe one with, a bit of value. I mean, I don't think much, let's be honest. I think I don't really get much for any of the players, uh, even Issa, but I think maybe those two are ones that we could potentially move on for a fee. I think we've obviously lost the the chance of, of moving Kev. And, uh, although everyone wants him to stay, I think he's probably one that someone would have taken a punt on um, and, and paid us a fee for. And I think with Magai as well, obviously he's going to be out for a while still, uh, but I think there would have been interest in him because, you know, he's, he's a decent defender. So, um, yeah, we're kind of we're struggling in that aspect as well because we've got all these players out injured, um, you know, that we could have potentially moved on, um, and the ones that are kind of saleable assets, if you like, are not really doing much. I know East has created a few chances yesterday, but overall, I think they're they're performing well below where they were last season. McAtee and and East, you know, they, they did okay last season and they showed some potential. Uh, particularly East with the goals. So, um, yeah, it's it's a really difficult situation, but I think we've got to move some players on. I think we, we desperately need a centre-back just to cover this period because I, I know it's OK saying Maguire and Manny will be back in, in two months or eight seven, eight weeks or whatever, but we could lose every game between now and then with, with these two at centre-back. Um, so I think we, we desperately need to bring someone in with a bit of experience who can help them. Uh, I think the other option there would be playing Clark at centre-back just to kind of help the other one a little bit more and then you draft Rowe in. But again, it's still a young defence. I, I think we we desperately need another experienced head. I think in midfield, um, you know, Spence and Beeston, they, they've done well, but I think they're getting a little bit tired. Um, you could maybe put Gilead in there, but, you know... Um, well, I think we noticeably struggled, I think, yesterday as well, so in midfield area, didn't we? we, we and did, obviously yeah. Spence wasn't there. We did, yeah. And I think, obviously, I think it's it's taken its toll on them to um, play as many games. Uh, and then, you know, striker. We desperately need a striker. Who knows where the net is or, you know, who can who can finish easy chances. Because that, that's the one saving grace, I think. We are creating some chances. Um, you know, yesterday, I think we had enough to draw the game, at least. Uh, although it was a poor performance. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll go on and discuss those in a little bit. But we need people to take those chances. Um, you just can't afford to miss those, especially the situation we're in. So, yeah, it's a big month and it's going to be interesting to see what we do, but we're going to have to do some business because it's looking a bit desperate at the moment. Well, I think just before we, we go into the games, one more point on this on January and the finances and everything that's been discussing. Um, you mentioned there the injury players, um, and I think Cox was saying this in his interview yesterday, wasn't he? You know, I think everybody can see and everybody at the club can see that we need to move the players on before you know we can realistically bring some people in but as, as Cox was listening to them, and you've done it there you know Maguire as well it's it, it's not going to be easy because as you say the ones that you think you might have been able to get some money on 
they're out. Nobody's going to buy them while they're injured. There's also this line in the statement, which I think it's worth the discussion actually, because um, you know it's in there. It says it's not about owners' wealth; it's about cash flow. And I think you know that's it. Because I've seen, you know, we've seen plenty of comments flying about. You know, you know, Peter Swan's worth all this money. You know, he could put more in, but it, it's not a case of that, is it? Really? I mean, because I think I mean, there's there's rules for one thing about how much you can put in, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, that's it. It depends how you know how much of the salary cap we've used so far and i think maybe you look at it and if we are at the top of that you could probably say we're we're kind of overspending on certain players um but everyone's kind of having to deal with this salary cap i know some some teams obviously spent um prior to it coming in and mansfield were one and they're obviously they're starting to turn the corner a little bit but they were struggling uh, up until recently as well um so although teams have kind of tried to get round it and Bolton as well obviously Bolton have picked up a little bit but um, you know the teams that spent big aren't necessarily near the top of the table um, so you know everyone will have to get down in under the salary cap sooner rather than later I think you've obviously got a certain amount of time for players that came in um, before that um, but yeah it's, it's we are kind of stretched I think um, but what I would say obviously in the in the summer window Cox did say we were close to bringing in two players from the championship and their kind of demands went over and above what we could afford to pay in the end. But obviously that money was available for for them sort of at the end of the window to a certain extent, obviously not what they were demanding, but we managed to offer them something. Um, So you'd hope and, you know, praying that there is a little bit of wiggle room because, you know, we we definitely do need some investment into the squad. Um, and I think another player, obviously, he's been in trial, uh, Jem Karachan, obviously a lot of experience, whether he's fit, whether he's he's past it, we don't know. But I mean, he's he's someone that might be able to help in that, that midfield role. But then again, he's been at the club for a long time. He's not been offered anything as yet. Um, and Cox seems to think he, he may go elsewhere if an offer comes in. And, you know, you can't, you can't blame him. I think he's he's stuck around long enough. He's trained, trained long enough. And Cox just said he's, he's training really well and he's trying to kind of earn himself the deal. So I think he's done everything he can by, by the sounds of it. And it sounds like Cox would like to do something, but there's there's nothing there uh, in the pot to be able to do it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But some, something's got to give, whether we can get some players out on loan, whether we can maybe sell someone early in the window, I don't know. But again, it's not, not always the case that you, you can sell someone early in the window because clubs are kind of hanging on to try and get the best price for, for players. And uh, it might be... You know, we've seen it before. End of the window comes where we can't do any more business and we sell a player. You know, we've got to weigh up all these things. But yeah, as I say, I think something does need to happen. Um, it's going to going to take a lot of work to kind of shuffle things around and, and get under the, the salary cap and, and make everything work. But um, I think I think it's got to be done. And I think maybe the club maybe is starting to regret signing so many players in the summer that that just weren't up standard. Well, let's look at the games, I think, then, shall we? As I say, we'll do the first two a bit more generally. Um, obviously, Grimsby, you know, it wasn't good, was it, at all? And I think we're looking for <laughs> a little bit of a response. And, you know, we didn't really get that, did we, in Mansfield? Because that was, again, another poor game. And I think, as you mentioned, Mansfield are turning around a bit, and I think they are. But also, you know, they didn't look particularly great, did they? I mean, I think it was, and and much as yesterday was, really, it was just sort of two poor teams, sort of, playing against each other really wasn't it you know it was and the worry is that we've played sort of three teams round us in Grimsby <laughs> Mansfield and Stevenage and you know we've, we've lost all three and that's that's the kind of form that that gets you relegated at the end of the day because 
although we've gone to Walsall and no one expected us to pick anything up there um, and, and we've gone and put in a really good performance and won um, you know we just can't do it against teams around us in the table and yeah you're right I think it was again two poor teams poor defensively I think the, the own goal sort of summed that up I think and um, you could tell from sort of the first minute that, that Manny wasn't fit at all and he maybe shouldn't have started the game but you know we I think it shows how bad Corner and, and Bedeau are together that we've we kind of thrown Manny in there hoping he can get through it and hoping he can manage the injury he's got um, just wasn't to be was it I think he, he looked really poor he looked, he looked like he could hardly run and I think that contributed to well obviously the own goal um, and yeah it was, it was just poor defensively uh, sloppy sloppy in possession um, could barely string three or four passes together and I think that's been kind of the theme for the last few games apart from the Walsall game which obviously um, you know it was it was a good performance but it was just, just not good enough. And again, I agree with you. I think Mansfield were a, a team there for the taking. Nothing special. Um, and, you know, yes, it was 3-2. But again, it was an awful game of football. I mean, I think as a neutral, you're probably 3-2. Oh, it must have been a good game. But um, no, it was it was, it was was dreadful. And I think that's kind of the, the standard that, that's becoming a regular thing now, isn't it? I think the Walsall performance is, is a one-off in a long string of shit performances. Well, you mentioned Walsall there, and you know, I would I would agree. I think that especially first half, that was you know as, as well as we've played in you know quite a while, and it's not necessarily saying an awful lot. Um, but obviously, we win that one two one. Uh, let's just have a mention of um, Marsipolite. I think from this game because obviously he scored. He's come under a lot of criticism this season. I thought that was probably his best game for the club. Do you think it's a case of just? he has to play further forward because obviously this was the game where he wasn't in a wing-back role was he as we've seen him I would say the most this season he looked a bit higher up um there was obviously that great shot later on in the second half I think it was wasn't it with deserved to go in it was a was a right it wasn't it um but yeah he's got his goal what what do you think have we been using him wrong or do you think the assessments have been fine well no we've not been using him correctly have we he's not a left-back it's as simple as that. He's been playing there as, you know, out of necessity because of injuries and he's got a left foot um, and he's not a wing-back either. Um, but he's been played there because we've had injuries and he's got a left foot. Um, but he's he's more of a, a winger, isn't he? He's more of a forward, if you like, somebody who likes to get out higher up the pitch. And and then, you know, once you play him in that position, you, you can expect to get a better performance out of him than, than you would at left-back. He's, he's just been... I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not convinced either, to be honest. I know Matt absolutely hates him. Um, but, <laughs> you know, he's... He's not being given a fair crack of the whip in insofar as you know he's been playing and he's he's not in his right position. Um, you know he's he's being told to play at left back because he's had to and he's he's probably not been great, but it's not where he plays, is it? So you can't expect that much, I suppose. But you know, of course, it was a better performance, wasn't it? And um, you know, if, if he plays if he plays in his in, in his, you know, his natural position, you're going to get more out of him. It's just unfortunate that Issa also plays in his in his natural position and he's not just not been getting on there. And it's as, as simple as that, really. Um, but then there's the question: if Issa goes in January, will will Hippolyte be enough on the left wing? You know, we don't know, do we? Because we've not seen enough quality from him, and we've not seen enough of him in his in his sort of best position. So, um, but I mean, you know, he had a better game, didn't he? So he's you know, credit where it's due. Well, that's it. But the thing is now he's injured. So, you know, how <laughs> are you going to be out for? It's typical because, you know, I think on, on Tuesday, um, it was certainly his best performance. I think he showed quite a lot, actually. I think he there was some signs of promise. I think after that Grimsby game, <laughs> I'd, have, uh, I'd have quite happily um, let him go in January because he, he was just appalling. No no control. Um, 
really poor, but I think he, he bounced back. And I think he, you know, in, in a more natural position, he showed some glimpses. I think he could have scored three. Um, and that's that's actually not including the long-range effort. I think he had, um, obviously, the, the one just, just before he did score. And then um, he had a good chance where he, he was sliding in, just couldn't quite connect. And, um, you know, on another night, he could easily have scored four goals. And I think um, he was getting into some good positions. But I think we were moving the ball quite well at Walsall. Um I think Taylor had a good game. I think he was influencing the game quite a lot. And um, yeah, he, he found himself in some some good positions. And yeah, as, as I say, I think that was certainly his best performance. But then, you know, as I say, typical that he gets injured and how long is he going to be out for? Who knows? You know, I think he's, he's it sounds like he's got a really swollen foot at the moment, can't get his boot on. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see on that one. But again, another player on the on the injury table, it's not looking good, is it? I think it's it's not just little injuries either. They tend to be out for sort of four or five weeks minimum, um, maybe more. And yeah, it's it's frustrating. And I do feel for Cox in a, in that way because I think although some of his kind of formations and team selection at times has left a lot to be desired, I think he's he's been unfortunate with the amount of injuries and, and injuries to key players. Because I think you know if you've got Manny back in there, you've, you've got Harrison back in, you've got Brown back in, and, and you've got Kev. I don't think this team are staring relegation in the face. I don't think, you know, I think people got carried away a little bit on, on the back of that good run that, that we could maybe reach reach the playoffs. Um, <laughs> about well now, doesn't it? Jesus. But I, I do think, you know, we'd be in a lot healthier position. I don't think we'd be, we'd be where we are. I think we'd stay up comfortably. But unfortunately, you know, we don't know when we can get those on the pitch together. If we can, you know, it might not even happen this season. Um, and if they do come back, you know, we've seen Kev rush back. We've seen Maguire rush back already this season and, and they're out for even longer. So it's looking very unlikely we'll be able to get them playing together. And that's that's a massive worry. So, yeah, I think in terms of Hippolyte, hopefully he's not out too long. I think, he, you know, if, if we're going to utilise him in um, a more forward thinking role, then he did show enough on, on Tuesday to suggest he, he might chip in with a few goals between now and the end of the season. But yeah, I just, I think we need, we need a little bit more from uh, a number of players and, and he's one of them. I think one, one good game or one sort of above average game um, isn't enough. I think he needs to show that on a more regular basis. I think just a few more bits from the Walsall one before we go on to Stevenage. Obviously it's worth noting that it was whilst it was a soft penalty, I don't think it was a penalty. Howard saved that. Um, the second goal that we scored, obviously, you know, Gilead gets it, he hits it, it's outside the box, it's sort of soft hit, really. I think it goes underneath the keeper. Um, but the thing that is, I want to bring up from the Walsall game, and actually, we had a comment about this as well. Um, we had the comment, and it says, should we stick with loft up front or should we try a different approach like putting Issa or green up there? And I, I bring that up because obviously in that Warsaw game, um, loft got injured, didn't he? Obviously played yesterday. So it wasn't a, a long-term one. Jarvis came on, he got injured. He's going to be out for a bit. Um, we finished the game with, without one of our recognized strikers on the pitch. And that's the one that we won. Yeah. I mean, with loft, <laughs> he, he divides opinion, doesn't he? I think there's, there's some fans that can see, glimpses of a, of a decent striker and I, th- I think we to be fair to him we have seen that I think I said before the Grimsby game he scored a couple of decent goals you know a couple of decent knockdowns but he has to do a lot more um, on a regular basis now that's the same for them all you know the lack of consistency is costing us I think you, you see that from the Walsall performance really good team effort really good defensively I think Corner and Bideau you know that that's their best performance 
um, together and then we kind of go from that to yesterday and you know it's, it's night and day really in, in terms of um, levels of performance so yeah I think I think we've loft he does need to do a lot more and I think um, Cox has said that I think Cox wants more from from all of the strikers uh, I think Green has showed glimpses I think he looked okay at Walsall and obviously got his, got his goal at uh, Stevenage and I'd like to see was kind of utilise his pace more, which he's, he's got so much pace. And when he does kind of put his foot down and, and try and motor, he, he can glide past people easily. And we don't see that enough from him. And whether that's him himself, that's that just not utilising it, or whether we're not playing him in, in the correct way, uh, I'm not sure. But, you know, we could get more out of him. I think, I think in this league, you know, pace goes a long way. I think we've, we've seen it before against sort of ageing defenders. Um you can you can hurt teams with pace, and I think yeah, let, let's try and utilize that a little bit more with Issa. Whether he's he's the answer up, up top, I, I don't know really. The problem is on the wing, he cuts in. He's only really got one thing on his mind. I know he's he's obviously um, set the goal up yesterday, but yeah, generally he has a shot, doesn't he? He, he looks to get in and cut in and have a shot. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think they're not the answer for me. Um, I could see you know trying something different, maybe green up top with, with someone else. But um, yeah, the, it's not the answer long term. I think we need a recognised striker and I think we need one fast. And I think with, with Turan, he obviously comes back into the squad yesterday, comes on for a few minutes. Uh, but, you know, he must be awful in training if he, if he can't get a, a sniff in this squad because um, Loft, yeah, not, not done enough. Um, in glimpses, looks OK. Puts the effort in, but no quality. And, and Jarvis again, well... Yeah, I think, um, yeah, less said about Jervis, really, the better. Um, just not good enough. And I, I think, really, we, we need more options up front. Um, Kev and, and Olamola, not going to be back till February. I know kind of Swan was saying we're going to have them back and it's it's a fine kind of, we've got to get it right. You know, we can't really spend much on strikers and then have those two coming back in in February. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it doesn't sound like there's going to be a striker coming in, but I think we, we do need one with the options we've got at the moment. Right, so, so let's go on to the game yesterday then. So Stevenage, um, they're down there again, aren't they? Obviously, remember last season they stayed up basically on the technicality, didn't they? When that panel, I think they relegated Macclesfield instead, didn't they? Um, they were awful last year. They're looking likely to be in the same sort of place again this year. Um, and as you were saying earlier, it's like we're not getting the results around the teams that are, that are near us. And obviously we're playing a few more of them in the coming weeks. Obviously we've got um, we've got Bradford up next, haven't we? You know, these are the games where as good as the Walsall performance was, especially in the first half, you've got to be getting results here against the teams next to us. And, you know, yesterday, it you know, it just didn't happen. I mean, obviously we started, well, we, we got the goal early on, didn't we? Obviously, as you said, Green scored. It was about four or five minutes in. Um a little bit fortunate, I guess, but Issa puts it in. It's sort of bundled in, isn't it? They didn't really know much about it. I don't think we knew much about it. But but again, then we go and concede, I think, about five minutes later, don't we? And it's and I think Neil Cox said afterwards that he was disappointed in defending on all of our goals. Um, but this one, you know, it's a cross in. The guy's in the middle of the box. There's nobody on him. Uh, and it's just sort of a free header in. So it's, it's just these, these moments again, but they're happening so often that are really causing the big problems for our season on the pitch. 
Yeah, we're awful, aren't we? <laughs> Let's be honest. As, as you said, you know, Steve and Idri were in, in, in a pretty terrible situation last season and, and they kind of survived on technicality. And there's no evidence to suggest based on yesterday's game that they're any better this season. Um, but they're better than us. So where does that, you know, put us in terms of... <laughs> we're, just, we're just garbage. That's what it is, unfortunately. And then it's just consistently shit every game, isn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm quite honest, I'm just getting bored of it. I just We seem to be sta- making the same mistakes pretty much every game and there's the odd game where we'll have a good, um, you know, a good performance and, and get a good result, you know, um, as we did against Walsall. But it's sort of like once a month now, really. And and the other games are just kind of, you know, just so predictable. You know what, how we're going to go behind. You know that we're going to lose. You know that we're not going to defend. You know that we're going to miss some sitters. And you know that McAtee's not going to put, put a shift in. And it's just we know what's going to happen every every game pretty much. I read a start actually from um, from Iron Stats that said, <clears throat> um, you know, we've only I think we've only drawn two games this season, mm. um, and and we we don't seem to know how to draw. And if we had drawn a lot of the games that we had lost, even if we were garbage, you know, we won't be in the situation where we are. We'd have another few points. We'd be a little bit higher up the table, and we look a little bit safer. But we we can't seem to, we can't seem to find that middle ground. Uh, you know, we, we don't seem to be sort of good enough at game management to be able to get a draw, grind out a draw. You know, get kind of a last minute equaliser or get just something that we needed to pull us level and, and hold on to the point. And um, we either lose or we win. There's no real middle ground, unfortunately. Um, it's it's a bit of a weird one, really. We, which shows, as I said, a lack of game management, you know, maybe a little bit of a lack of tactical awareness, a bit of lack of experience. But, you know, we, we knew that when we came into the season anyway, so it's not a great surprise. But unfortunately, as you said, yes, we are losing to the teams around us. Um, and, and it's as simple as that. And it's, it's just a surefire way to get relegated. You know, there is a solution for that, and it's to appoint Russ again. You know, you're, you were all moaning <laughs> at Russ's draw, draw specialist at the time, and now you're moaning <clears> for growing up. Unbelievable. Well, I don't want draws all the time. I just want the odd draw rather than get, you know, the kind of guarantee of losing a game. (laughs) You know, I'm only joking, but you look at Stevenage, I think they'd won maybe two in 21 prior to that. And again, you know, we probably kick-started their little run like like we have done a couple of the other teams down the bottom. Yeah, Grimsby, (laughs) Southend. Yeah, you know, it's it's frustrating. And um, I mean, that that goal, um, their first goal... For me, it came from Clark. He kind of bottled uh, a tackle really out wide and I don't know what he was doing really. Uh, again, he's been a bit hit and miss since he's come back in. I think he's had the odd good game and I think he's had the odd shocker. I think the Barrow game, he was awful. Uh, yesterday, he was, was a bit hit and miss again. Uh, and, you know, the ball comes into the box and it's, yes, the lad kind of peels off and, and it's a good header. For, you know, from his point of view, it's a good goal. But um, where was Bedeau? You know, he, he was miles away from him. I think we just you've got to mark the man in that situation. You've got to go with him. You, you can't leave him that much space on, on kind of the penalty spot. And then the second goal again, Paul really gave, gave him too much time. And you've got to ask questions about Howard, I think on that one, because mm-hmm. for me, that was straight at him. And maybe he's seen it a little bit late, but I think he could, could do better. And he, he really should do better with that one. Yeah. I think when I saw it the first time I saw it, you know, in the actual, in the actual play in the game before the replay, my instinct was that he should do better. Maybe his sight's slightly blocked, but I think it, that's not really much of an excuse. There's, it, there's a whole thing again, though, with that, with that, uh, with that goal as well, as there has been for a lot of the game, really. It was, it's just like basics we're not doing. I mean, do you remember that passage of play? It's, it's I think it's after the second goal and it's, we're up the other end. We're trying to get near it and we're just sort of hitting the ball and it's, it's going up. We're not bringing it down. You know, there's all of that. It's sort of similar to that in the build up to their second goal. You know, we got to clear it. it 
you know, it's, it's blocked, as it's cleared, it drops somewhere else. And then, and as you say, there's like four or five players in the box around this guy and we're just allowing him to get this shot away. Yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, that passage of play you mentioned, that all came from their keeper just basically passing it to us on, on the edge of his, his box. And it was, I think I tweeted, it was it was awful. You know, it was it was the worst passage of play from, from two sides I've ever seen, I think. It was just, <laughs> there was just no quality and, you know, Loft just kicked it over his head without looking. Didn't know anyone was there. He just, just kind of launched it. Um, yeah, it was awful. And I think that kind of summed up the game, really. And I agree with the goal. I think he just had far too much time. Again, he... The lad that scored, he, he looked good actually for them. I think he, yeah. looked, he looked a handful, um, and it was a good finish. I think he he would say, yeah, real good finish into sort of the top corner. But um, yeah, for me, that's that's another one. Howard maybe maybe should have kind of kept out. But having said that, I think he maybe won us the game at Walsall. He made some good stops at Walsall, so I think you know it's it's easy to jump on his back for that one yesterday. But um, you know, probably forgetting the, the crucial save, the penalty save, and a couple of others he made. Uh, midweek that got us the three points and it's obviously not the first time he's done that so um, yeah it, it's just disappointing how easy it is really just just players standing off and letting teams get shots in um, and unfortunately we've, we've done that too much this season not just this season but you know it, it's been kind of a, a common theme this season the defence hasn't been good enough um, just really sloppy and unfortunately teams seem to capitalise on that and we don't seem to be able to capitalise at the other end because Stevenage were poor at the back. I think after the first five, ten minutes, you could tell that they didn't look comfortable, but I don't think we did enough. Um, and when we did do enough to kind of test them, unfortunately, we, we just can't put the ball in the net and that's going to be an issue really, um, you know, until we get a striker who, who's got a bit of confidence and knows where the back of the net is, I think, you know, we're going to struggle to win games. Well, the key moment with that is obviously that loft chance that we've alluded to earlier on. Um, I don't really know what, what goes on at this moment. I mean, I, I I assumed there was a bounce, which is why I didn't you know have a shot, but I don't think there was. It sort of drops to him about five yards out. And if any touch on that ball was probably going to put it in the net, you know, he's onside and it just sort of bounced to the side and they, you know, they cover it. And I, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's awful. I think it... <laughs> Whether he whether he expected the ball to come through, I don't know. Because obviously, I think he maybe expected someone to cut that out. But when it comes to him, you know, professional footballer, five yards out, he's got to make contact. I mean, he, he doesn't even make contact, does he? It's just, it's just uh, if he'd but, have just moved his leg forward, it would have probably gone in. Exactly, yeah, because the keeper was sort of <laughs> the keeper was sort of, <laughs> uh, you know. The the hallmark of a professional football, being able to kick a ball. You know, you know that, move that, your leg forward, son. <laughs> would literally have done it. I think. I think even Jarvis might have scored that one. But um, the, that's the problem. I think with what the thing maybe yesterday we've played him and he's not hundred percent fit. But even so, you know, whether you're hundred percent fit or not, I think uh, you know most most Sunday league players would tap that in and, and scramble that in somehow. So. Um, yeah, not not good enough. And I think if we score that, then you know we we could maybe go on and and get something, get a point, maybe even get all three. I know Clark's had that chance. For me, he's got to bury that. I think that's going wide. I know Cox said it was blocked on the line, but that's that's going wide. Um, again, you've just got to hit the back of the net with that one. And if you do, then it it's maybe a different game, and maybe we're talking about another win and back to back away wins, which. You know, would be would have been a massive boost, especially against Stevenage, who were who were down there again. But um, yeah, I mean, we we've said it after too many games this season. It's not just Loft. I think you know Loft scored some decent goals and and some goals 
other strikers might might not have put in, and I think he's he's looked a handful in games. But you know, you, you can't miss chances like that, especially when you're at the wrong end of the table. Um, and unfortunately, you look at all the strikers. You can you can remember Jarvis missing five or six like that, similar. You can even Turan when you go back to the Crawley game. I think he's he's missed one or two like that. Um, and yeah, it's it's kind of a consistent consistent theme and you know if that happens at the other end we concede don't we and that's that's the problem and I don't know what the solution is to that at the moment I think the problem is they're they're obviously a bit low on confidence as well and when chances come around like that that should just be you know bread and butter tappings um we seem to make a hash of them and it's you've got to laugh really but it's um it's not looking good well just before we go on to the third goal because obviously we'll have some things to say about that I imagine I was just thinking about those comments that Cox said afterwards. You know, he thought there were parts of the games where he thought we were excellent. I mean, obviously, we've listed a few chances there. You mentioned the Clark one, obviously, Loft, as we've just discussed. You know, as you say, there are moments where we could have, you know, if we'd have been a bit more clinical, we'd have probably we'd have probably got something out of that game. We might have even won it, like you say. Um, but what, what are you thinking about those comments? Do you agree with them? Have you seen something different? What do you reckon? Yeah, you know, I am. And I, I think we've always said, or we've said up until recently that he's always been honest. He's come out and um, maybe he's said too much, actually, in the press about certain players that, you know, they're not they're not performing. And Cordner being one, I think he's obviously publicly outed him a, a couple of times after poor performances. Um, not the only one. I think there's, there's been other players as well. So, you know, the comment about McAtee at Walsall that didn't quite sit right with me. You know, I think he, if he's if he's calling out players after poor performances, then you know he should be consistent about that. And then yesterday, yes, we created a couple of chances that that we could have done better with, but I wouldn't say we were we were excellent at any part of that game. I think it was another two poor teams again, um, two poor teams down the bottom end of League Two. I think it showed. I think there was very little quality in that game at all. And yeah, I mean, we, we maybe put a couple of decent passes together, uh, decent passages of play, but you know, you gotta, you gotta finish them. You know, it's all right playing sort of some nice football, but if you don't finish them, then, then you're not going to win games. And for me, there was nothing excellent about that. And I think that's, we, we kind of criticised Andy Dawson when he was kind of in charge about, you know, the fans are watching these games. I know they're not at the ground, but you know some fans are still paying to watch this this utter shite. I'm uh, one of them. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know we're not stupid, and, and we can see these things. And I think we we all kind of said Cox was was telling it how it is. Um, for me, in in the last couple of weeks, maybe not as much, and and that's a little bit worrying for me as well. But um, yeah. For me, nothing, nothing excellent about that. And um, you know, if that's the benchmark, then, then we may as well give up. To be honest, <laughs> uh, let's just look at the final goal then quickly, because I think it sort of summed it up, really, didn't it? Um, it's a ball up in the air. The player's not really on corner at the start. It comes down. It lets it bounce. Takes it off him. Gets into the box and basically just puts it away. And it's late on, and it's it just wraps it up for them, didn't it? Again, I mean, it's it's um, shite. Yeah, it's. it's it's awful from Cardinal, but you know it's not the first time he's done it. Um, completely misjudged the bounce. Well, not, not even the bounce. He's obviously let that bounce, and then he's misjudged either clearing it or the, the pass back to the keeper. Or you know, all he has to do is add it, add it into touch. It, exactly. It's a meter from the. It's a meter from the byline. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I'm, I'm not actually sure what he was trying to do, and then you know he, he's got his legs tangled. And, um, unfortunately, I'm nice. <laughs> unfortunately lets their guy through but again I think you look at that and I t- I watched it back a couple of times and for me there's still time to stop that happening I think Bedeau you know what what's he doing there I think 
you know, the, it's too easy for the guy to kind of cut in and, and, and finish that. I think it's, there's still time to cut that out after the mistake. Uh, but, you know, I think on the back of the performance on Tuesday, you'd, you'd have hoped those two had a bit, bit of uh, confidence going into the game. I think they, they were, they were good at Walsall. Um, certainly the best they've played together. And then to go into that game, Bideau for the, for the first goal could do better third goal I think both of them could do better and you know we're back to the drawing board again because unfortunately we're stuck with them aren't we unless we bring Clark back in uh, push him into kind of a, a centre-back role and bring Rowe in at right back I think that's that's you too for the next sort of I don't know six to eight weeks unless we can get some business done uh, and that's a massive worry for me because they're just they're just not up to it I'm afraid right shall we look forward then um obviously that was that's them last three games we've got another another run of fixtures we're not playing Tuesday for once so a little bit of a longer break, but just a Saturday. And then obviously we've got Bradford, we've got Salford after that, then Barrow, then we're back round to Grimsby again. So, you know, again, we've got teams in and around us. I think Salford, the exception to that one, I think. But, uh, you know, as you said earlier on, Matt, if you don't take the points off these teams, that's what relegates you. Yeah. You know, Bradford are picking up, aren't they? I think mm-hmm. they've, they've had a couple of good results. Um, and, you know, you'd maybe expect that because they've got some experienced players. Obviously, Novak's popping up with a few goals recently. And you know, I still think that was a mistake letting him go. I know, you know, he divided opinion. But for me, um, I'd take Novak any day over over the strikers. And, you know, there may be question marks. He did, he did pick up a few injuries, didn't he? But, um, yeah, for me, he's, he's miles ahead of anything we've got at the club. Um, and, yeah, you look at that run of games, obviously... Bradford, we're at home, but that's that's not really been of any any benefit to us this season. We've not really used that to our advantage. Um, again, Salford as well, um, looking okay, aren't they? They're doing fairly well. It's another another going to be another struggle, and then you know the, the, the next two I think are, are massive as well because obviously Barrow, we, we've seen them fairly recently. They were, they were poor. We were lucky to win that one. We were, yeah, but again another two poor sides and, and Grimsby you don't know um, what's going to happen at Grimsby obviously Hurst back in there um, you'd expect them probably to have a little bit of a bounce I know they obviously lost yesterday but I think Hurst will probably get them organised and, and you'd probably expect them to beat the drop as well so yeah we, we've got to pick up some points there and you know knowing us we, we will against the team we're unlikely to to pick them up against I think that's that's kind of the pattern of this season so far um, but yeah, we, we've got to start picking up points against teams around us. That's that's the aim, you know. I think if if we drop points against Salford, but but pick up points against the rest, then you know, I think I think everyone would accept that at the moment. But we've just got to get a bit more consistency into the performances because the Warsaw game. I know we were maybe hanging on a little bit towards the end. Um, we defended really well. We were we were clinical at time. You know, we we took the chances and we played some decent stuff. So you know, they, they have got the ability. They just don't show it enough, and and that's a shame, really. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting. You know, how long can we go on without bringing any more players in and and maybe mixing things up a little bit? For me, I w- ideally, I would have liked some players in before before Bradford, but um, doesn't sound like that's going to be possible. So um, yeah, it's just it's going to be an interesting few weeks. But you look at it, we've got some massive games before we get any of the players back. I know Brown's back, but he's not nowhere near fit. I don't think he's obviously on the bench yesterday, but. Um, that's not really a problem area, is it, at the moment? Because O'Malley's been been good, and he's been one of our kind of main threats with his with his balls into the box. I think he put some good balls in again yesterday. No one on the end of them. Um, so yeah, I don't think he's he's going to be back in 
anytime soon, Brown. Um, and you're looking at the others, when can we get those back on the field? Going to be a little while. So, um, yeah, it, it could it could go downhill fast. You know, we, we're getting sucked back in again. And I think, what are we now? Three points off uh, the bottom two. I think Grimsby have got that last spot. I know we've got a game in hand, but um, I think there's, there's games... Uh, this team, sorry, with games in hand on us. So, mm. um, you know, it's, it's not looking good. And I think this is the first time for me where I've, I've seriously been concerned that, you know, we may go down. I think nothing... I think that was the first time I'd, I've heard Swan. And when he's spoken to us, he's always been fairly upbeat about things. Uh, but I think, you know, midweek or whenever, after the, after the Walsall game and the statement he's put out, I think that's the first time... And he just sounded really downbeat, didn't he? he? He sounded like, you know, if we've got a club left at the end of the season, then that's that's going to be great. But yeah, I think it, it didn't sound good. And yeah, I'm, I'm just seriously worried now that, um, you know, Southend started picking up. I know they, they dropped off a little bit, but they, they've closed that gap, haven't they? And I think um, there's other teams picking up down there as well. And maybe it's it's one of the bottom eight or nine, or maybe two of the bottom eight or nine, if, if Southend can't get out of it, that are going down. And we've just got to kind of make sure that we're not one of them because, you know, if if we do go down, it's going to be very difficult to get back. That's that's the problem. Um, yeah, I, I just can't see it. I think if we go down, that's that's the, that's the end. Um, and it's the thing is, it's a, we've been a football league club for, for a long, long time. And, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's... it's it's upsetting, really. I think if um, if we can't get out of it, and um, you know, next, next season if we can stay up, and um, we can maybe maybe try again, and yeah, see see where we get on. I uh, see how we get on next season, but yeah, I think it's 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 an imperative really that um, we we stay in this division. Otherwise, yeah, I think the future looks looks pretty bleak, to be honest. Right, I think we'll end it there. Um, we did have a few things sent in. I think we've covered it throughout the discussion. Um, as we've been talking throughout this episode, obviously we'll keep an eye on what goes on transfer. If players leave, go out, they'll be covered in the next couple of episodes. Um, so I guess we'll be back for next week, which is after the Bradford game. So thank you very much for listening to this, and we'll see you on the next one. At Tiger Self Storage, we offer both commercial and domestic storage to allow us to cater to all your storage requirements. We care about our clients, and that is why we offer up to six weeks free storage for all new clients. Our facility has state-of-the-art security with 24-hour CCTV, an alarmed and gated property, and personal access codes for maximum security. We also sell high-quality storage merchandise at low prices. If you're looking for storage for moving home, general decluttering, or maybe even storage for your business, Tiger Self Storage has a unit for you. For a free quote, visit our website, tiger-storage.co.uk. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.